Samuel 5:17. When the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to seek out David. And when David heard of it, he went down to the stronghold. Now the Philistines came and spread themselves out in the valley of Rephidim. Then David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you give them into my hand? And the Lord said, Go up, for I will certainly give the Philistines into your hand. So David came to Baal Perazim and defeated them there. And he said, The Lord is broken through my enemies before me like the breakthrough of waters. Therefore he named the place Baal Perazim. They abandoned their idols there, so David and his men carried them away. And now the Philistines came up once again and spread themselves out in the valley of Rephidim. When David inquired of the Lord, he said, Shall I go up directly? The Lord said, Circle around behind them and come at them from the front of the balsam trees. And it shall be when you hear the sound of the marching in the tops of the balsam trees that you shall act promptly. For then the Lord will have gone out before you to strike the army of the Philistines. And David did so just as the Lord had commanded him, and he struck down the Philistines from Gibeah as far as Gezer. Father, I pray tonight that the sweet anointing of the Holy Spirit that is in this room would penetrate to the very deepest part of our hearts. I pray that as we think about and reflect on the greatness of the Holy Spirit and His presence, that you would encourage our hearts in the midst of this 21-day shift to see with our spirit what you see, to be a people of discernment, to walk before you with the authority which you have given us to take down strongholds. And I pray in Jesus' name that this evening we would have a spirit of breakthrough imparted to our hearts. I ask this in Jesus' name, and the church said, Amen. You may be seated. I want to speak this evening about another spirit. This morning we spoke about the fact that Caleb was a man of a different spirit. He had a spirit of faith. Tonight I want to speak about another spirit which is operating and at work in the church. And when we talk about these spirits, we're not talking about ghostly figures. We're not talking about anything that would, uh, that would be uh, a variety of spirits. But the Bible said there is one spirit, the Holy Spirit. He is that empowering member of the Godhead that is presently at work in the church. And I want us to see tonight that he is the spirit of breakthrough. Turn to your neighbor and say, I have a breakthrough spirit. All right, I hope by the time that we are done, you will believe that because I know you just said that because I told you to. 
But you and I need to begin to believe what, what, what the word of God said. We said this morning, we have a spirit of faith. Say that with me. I have a spirit of faith. That means that the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you is a faith producing spirit. You and I have a spirit of faith. Usted y yo tenemos un espíritu de fe. Por lo tanto, dice el apóstol Pablo, por lo tanto, hablamos. Y el Espíritu Santo dentro de nosotros es un espíritu de fe, el cual provoca y produce fe. The Holy Spirit in us provokes and produces faith. When you are walking in unbelief, don't call that the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is a spirit of faith. He gives us the faith necessary to face the challenge that's before us. Es el Espíritu Santo, el cual nos da la fe necesaria para hacer lo que Dios quiere que hagamos. Now tonight, a breakthrough spirit. So say this with me. I have a breakthrough spirit. What does that mean? That means that the Holy Spirit who's working inside of you is a breakthrough spirit. That means there is no force, no power, no weapon, no chain, no wall, no obstruction, no citadel, no fortress, no gate that can withhold the power and the work of the Holy Spirit. He is a breakthrough spirit. I'm going to have to preach by myself tonight because I can tell that you guys are in a still in the, you're in the fog. I'll give you some time to wake up. We have a breakthrough spirit. How do I know? Well, our leader, his name is Jesus, right? The, the chief and senior shepherd of this church, his name is Jesus. He was put in a grave. And he wasn't put in a grave alive. He was put in a grave dead. And they put a big rock in front of that grave and they sealed it so he wouldn't come out and so that nobody could get in. And then three days later, the Bible said that the breakthrough spirit of God raised up Jesus from the dead. I said, I have a breakthrough spirit. Amen. Romans 8 said the same spirit that, that rose Jesus from the dead is at work in us. El Espíritu Santo es un espíritu de victoria. Por lo tanto, cuando a Jesús lo pusieron en la tumba, muerto tres días, con una piedra delante de la tumba sellada, esa tumba fue abierta porque al tercer día, el Espíritu de victoria, el Espíritu Santo vino y levantó a Jesús de entre los muertos. Dice Romanos 8, que el mismo Espíritu que levantó a Jesús entre los muertos está operando in me. Let me just tell you this. The same spirit. Say that. The same spirit. That raised up Jesus. From the dead. Is in me. That's a big deal. The same spirit that empowered Peter to preach. On the day of Pentecost. The same spirit that empowered Paul. The apostle to write the word of God. Same spirit which John said you have an anointing from the Holy One and you have no need that anyone should teach you anything. That same spirit is at work. You and I don't have the Holy Spirit light. We don't have the latest upgrade. We have
have a breakthrough spirit. The problem in the church is not that we don't have the Holy Spirit. The problem is we don't give him his liberty. Problema en la iglesia no es que no tenemos un espíritu de victoria, sino que no le damos el lugar al espíritu. Somebody asked me, uh, Pastor Isaac, why don't we see at our church what you see at your church? I said, I don't know. I don't want to answer that question. Because knowing you, you go tell your pastor that I said that you had a dead church. I'm not going to tell you anything. Why do people wonder? I said, look, there's only one thing we know how to do at Kingsway, and that's let God do what he wants to do. We let the spirit have his way. As long as the church is willing to let the spirit of God do what he wants, there will be a breakthrough spirit in the church. When you and I are the Lord of the church, the Holy Spirit doesn't show up. Cuando usted y yo somos el señorío de la iglesia, el Espíritu Santo no llega. Pero cuando usted y yo le damos el señorío a Jesús, el Espíritu Santo llega y desempaca todas sus maletas y llena la casa de gloria. When you and I give lordship to Jesus, the Holy Spirit moves into the house, unpacks his bags and manifests on that house. Can I get an amen tonight? David was having a good day. Ever had a good day? I mean a good day. He had just been made king. He had been king for about seven years over two tribes. But now he had been made king over all of Israel. That's a good day. David había sido hecho rey sobre todo Israel. Y eso era algo fantástico, eh, 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 increíble, porque por siete años había sido rey de solamente dos tribus, pero ahora todos los tribus lo están, lo están reconociendo a él. Now all the tribes are recognizing him. There was a, a long period, a seven-year period, when they did not recognize David as king. But the day came when they recognized him as king. And I want to tell you, there are not very many in the world today that recognize Jesus as king, but the day is coming when Every tribe and every nation and every tongue will declare that Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords to the glory of God the Father. It's just a matter of time. The nations will crown him Lord of all. But David had just gotten that one thing that he was waiting for for a while. Ever waited for something? No? This is a talkback preacher, all right, so you know that. Have you ever waited for anything? Yeah. Don't you just love waiting? Doesn't waiting satisfy the flesh? I'll tell you what, if anything will bring the flesh out, it's waiting, won't it? ¿A cuánto les gusta esperar? Les encanta esperar. No, la carne, lo, no, la carne sale cuando tiene que esperar. If they take too long, it's Sonic. You know, it's like, come on, get with the program here. It's fast food. If it got any faster, it'd already be eaten. We can't wait. And David had to wait. 
And guess what? God lets us wait. Because the longer we wait, the more we trust him. He usually waits until we can't do it ourselves, until there's no way in the world that we could take any credit for it, and then he does it so that he alone gets the glory. Dios a veces nos hace esperar para poder crecer. David tuvo que esperar, pero llegó el día cuando lo hicieron rey sobre todo Israel. They made him king over all of Israel. The Bible says promotion comes from the Lord. How many of you could use a promotion? How many of you could use a promotion at work? <laughs> Brother Josh raised both hands and he's the boss. <laughs> That's faith right there. <laughs> the day of promotion comes from the Lord. You can strive for it, reach for it, grab for it, and it won't come until God says, you've been promoted. La promoción viene de Jehová. Y David fue, fue, fue levantado a ese estado de altura en el reino porque él esperó en Jehová. Y Jehová lo levantó. Y ese día de celebración, ese día de, de, de gratitud a Dios, that day of celebration, he had just been made king over all of Israel. The Bible said the Philistines heard. Well, you know this. Every time something good happens to you, the devil hears about it. Cuando algo bueno le pasa a usted, el diablo oye. Es bien entremetido el diablo. I don't know how you say that in English, but basically the devil's nosy. And if you get any good news, he hears about it. David has been crowned king and the Philistines heard. And these guys, they were not even willing to give him a day's Rest to celebrate the fact that he had just gotten something that he had been waiting for a long time. Now, you and I need to hear this, but you're about to get some things you've been waiting for for a long time. Say amen. amen. But just know when they come, don't expect the devil to bring you flowers and chocolates. When you get promoted, you can expect that the Philistines will be lurking around to see if they can't steal and rob what God has given to you from you. The thief came but to steal, kill, and destroy. That is his agenda. El enemigo cuando él oye que algo bueno le ha pasado a David, inmediatamente lo rodea. ¿Por qué? Porque tiene el deseo de robarle lo que Dios le ha dado. Ustedes están para recibir algo que Dios les ha prometido. Pero cuando ocurra, no se sorprenda que llegue el diablo por ahí. I said it this morning, great things come with a struggle. I don't know if you ever saw a chicken hatch out of an egg. But the worst thing you can do for a little baby chick is to get it, give it some help when it's 
breaking out of that shell. So that little chick will start with his beak, hitting that shell. I mean, you guys scrambled those eggs this morning, didn't think twice about it, but that little chicken is like peck, peck, peck. Finally, it gets a little crack in there, a little bit more. And there you are, if you ever watch one, you're like, I just want to help. But you see, what's happening is that that, that chicken's never gotten any exercise all its life because it's been in an egg. Right? You have to give you a visual there. <laughs> so it's never had any exercise, and God saw to it that for the chick, to be strong, it could get some exercise by breaking out of that shell. Now, if you go and you break out for the chick and you start removing the shell, that little chick's going to walk around like this. Because the strength that it's going to need to hold its head up is coming from the adversity that's in front of it. Are you getting the message tonight? That's why great things come with a struggle. Because when God is going to do a great thing and you have to push for it, you have to struggle for it, he is building the muscle into you that's going to allow you to stand up when the devil shows up and breathes down your neck. And if you've ever seen some chickens, some chickens act like they're on the world, right? They just walk around like, That's too many visuals tonight. I'm going to have to raise a special offering. Why are those chickens doing that? Because they have a story to tell. Hey, they have a story to tell. They say, I didn't have an inch worth of room. I had no wiggle room, but by sheer determination, I got out. Can I tell you, sometimes you don't have any wiggle room, but God says you have a spirit of breakthrough. You have a breakthrough spirit. So when you're in the middle of, of crisis, it's all right to call the pastor and the elder, but you got to learn how to get your way out of some shells. The devil comes against David. Coronation day. The Philistines... They heard that he had been anointed king. And they went to seek out David. They went to, to steal the crown from his head. They knew that this man, if he was king over all of Israel, would be the end of their tyranny and their terror over the nation of Israel. They knew that this was the giant slayer from Bethlehem. They knew that this was the giant slayer who had cast down Goliath and cut off his head with his own sword. And they knew if this man gets into power, he will bring us down. Why do you think the devil is fighting you so much? Why do you think that the devil is struggling against you? Because you are the only hope for your family. You may be the only hope for your family tree. He's trying to stop you before you even get started. Bible said David did what we need to do. He went to the stronghold. Where did he go? Stronghold. Do you have a stronghold? The 
The Bible said that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are saved. You and I have a stronghold. The Lord, our rock, he is our stronghold. The psalmist said, he is my shield and my buckler. Cuando David es amenazado por los filisteos, él va a la fuerza, él va al lugar de refugio. Usted y yo tenemos un refugio. Dice la palabra del Señor que el nombre de Jehová es torre fuerte y corre a él el justo y es salvo. Usted y yo no estamos sin defensa, sino que tenemos una fuerza poderosa que es Dios. You and I are not alone in the struggle. We have a stronghold. Now here's the problem. When the devil shows up to challenge you and you go and you talk to your neighbor about it. And your neighbor says, well, my, my mother died of that. I had the same problem, and it nearly killed me. You don't, you don't want to talk to those people. What you have to do is go to the stronghold. You go to that place of strength, that place of refuge, that place where it's just you and God. You don't go in there to have a pity party. Oh God, woe is me. I just had one day as a king and the Philistines, they came and they're trying to steal my crown. Pass me the box of tissue. Look at my life. That wasn't David's attitude. He went to the stronghold to inquire of the Lord. You know, half the troubles in your life would never have happened if you had just inquired of the Lord. Can I get an amen tonight? I said half the trouble in your life wouldn't even have happened if you had inquired of the Lord. Lord, should I date this guy? No. <laughs> 20 years of your life would have been solved right there. Should I buy this house? Should I take this job? What do I do about this situation? Now, if you're already married, don't inquire, all right? You are, you are set. David fue a la fuerza para, para preguntarle a Dios, ¿qué hago? Y la mitad de los problemas que tenemos, si hubiéramos preguntado, primero, no los hubiéramos tenido. Pero por no pedirle a Dios, entonces entramos a problemas. David va y le dice, Señor, ¿qué quieres que yo haga en esto? He inquires of the Lord. He gets an answer from God. You can get everybody's opinion and everybody can be wrong. You need to get God's opinion. What does God want you to do? Quiero que Dios quiere que tú hagas. He says, should I go up against the Philistines? What kind of fight is this going to be? Because there are a couple kinds of fights in the Bible. Some of the fights, God says, you stand there, I'm going to take care of it. Don't you like those? The stand and see the salvation of the Lord kind of fights. I love those. But there are other fights where God says, put your boots on and go bust the door down on the devil. 
Either one, we win. I said, either one, we win. But we need to inquire, what is it you want me to do? And God might say, I want you to fast 21 days. And you say, Lord, I don't know if I want the victory that much. He might say, I want you to give this offering. You might say, Lord, I don't know if I can afford that much. But when you inquire of the Lord, he'll give you an answer. Should I go up against the Philistines? Will you give them into my hand? These are all his questions. And the Lord said to David, go up. For I will certainly... He said, I will certainly give the Philistines into your hands. Do you hear God speaking to you today? He said, go up. Go up. Take that, that challenge that's in front of you. Take that, that power, that force, that stronghold that's against you. Go up against it because I will surely, I will certainly give it into your hands. This is God's word for Kingsway Church. God has given us a promise of victory. Dice el Señor a David, levántate y ve a la guerra, porque yo ciertamente te daré los filisteos a tu mano. The Bible said that when he went out, he defeated the, the Philistines with such force that he praised God and he said, God has broken through my enemy's lines like the breakthrough of many waters. Can I tell you, friend, when you get a word from God and you stand on that word, the only thing left to do is praise him and say, God is a breakthrough God. He is a stronghold busting God. Have you ever had a breakthrough? I don't mean you can... You can see through the keyhole and see hope. I mean, the door busted down. And half the wall with it. That's what God is saying at Kingsway Church. He said, I've given you, I've given some of you some victories. It was just a little crack in the door. You, you managed to squeeze in. But this thing I'm about to do in you, I'm going to make it a breakthrough. Like when the dam gives way and the, the water comes rushing in. God said, I'm going to give you a breakthrough. And isn't it about time, church, that God gave us what he promised? He said, I will give you a breakthrough anointing. I will give you a breakthrough miracle. I will give you a breakthrough spirit. Say it, I have a breakthrough spirit. So when you see a challenge, your mouth should water. Because when you look back and you see what God has done, you should say, this thing that's in front of me now is nothing for God. I wish there was some faith in the house of God tonight. So David went home and that was the end of it. No. The Bible said the Philistines 
came up again. Have you ever looked at God like, Billy Stills, There's a line in the musical Fiddler on the Roof where Tevia, the Jewish father, he, he says to God, he says, Lord, I know we are your chosen people, but for once in a while, could you choose somebody else? I just, I just won a battle. You would think the devil would just keep on running. But I've told you before, our enemy is playing for keeps. His aim is the utter destruction of the purposes of God in our lives. He is unrelenting in his opposition. That is why you and I must be unrelenting in our defense. We must be unrelenting in this spirit of faith. We must be unrelenting in prayer. We must be unrelenting in fasting. We must be unrelenting in the word. We must be unrelenting because we have a breakthrough spirit. The enemy came up again. Has he ever come up again? He surrounded David again. This time, David went and spoke to his neighbors about it. Did he? No. What did he do? He inquired of the Lord. You realize it's the same old playbook? When there's a problem in your life, you inquire of the Lord. The, the gospel song says he never promised that the cross would not be heavy or the hill would not be hard to climb. He never offered a victory without fighting. But he said help would come just in time. So just remember when you're standing in the valley of decision and the adversary says, give in. Hold on. 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 God is going to do this thing again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of you are holding on by the very last threat tonight and God is saying you have a breakthrough spirit. I will not leave you nor forsake you but you are going to win and you're going to give me the glory as a result. Hallelujah. He inquired of the Lord. The Lord said, don't go up directly this time. I'm going to give you a new strategy. Say, thank you, Jesus. I just prophesied to you. God's going to give you a new strategy. Because there's some patterns of warfare in your life that have to break. I'll give you an example. You have a problem. You panic. 
You tell everybody about it. Nobody can help you. You panic some more. You start fighting with everybody in your family. The thing gets worse. Does this sound, this is ring true? Not you guys. I'm preaching to the church down, down the road. They're going to get it on the podcast later. And then you say, you know what? It's Sunday tomorrow. I better inquire of the Lord. And you go and you inquire of the Lord. The Lord says, calm down. Stop panicking. I haven't given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And the elder prays for you and you get your victory. And you go home and you apologize to everybody you offended. And then you go and you take on the devil. And that's been your pattern so far. But God's saying, now I'm going to give you a new strategy. This time, instead of waking up and seeing the devil staring at you in your bed, when the devil wakes up, you're going to be staring at him. The old lady went to the pastor. She said, Pastor, he said, how have you been? She said, I'm surviving. You know, the devil's been chasing me, but he hasn't caught me yet. Time for a new strategy. Some of you have been chased all over town. It's about time for somebody to stop and turn around and say, Look, devil, in the name of Jesus, I drive you out. Come on. Come on. I have a spirit of breakthrough. Así que cuando abre el ojo del diablo en la mañana, usted ya lo tiene que estar esperando. Scare the devil for once. You say, Pastor, why do you talk that way about demons? Because I've stared them down in the name of Jesus and they have to flee before the servants of the living God. I walked into my dorm in Swaziland. There was an evil spirit in that place. The room was only five feet by ten. So I said, devil, there's not enough room in here for both of us. You're going to have to leave. I'm talking about a new strategy. The next morning, my friend said, this place is so creepy. I didn't sleep in all night. I said, I slept like a baby. They said, why? I said, I prayed for my room. They said, they got their key out of their pocket. They said, would you pray for my dorm? The church has been on defense for so long. Defense is survival. God wants us on offense. He wants us to wake up with the anointing of the Spirit to say, Today, I'm going to gain new ground. Today, I'm going to lead somebody to Christ. Today, I'm going to pray for the sick and they're going to recover. Today, I'm going to cast out devils. He's not talking about just the pastors and the elders. He's talking about you. Say, I have a breakthrough spirit. He said, don't go up directly this time. But circle around them. A new strategy. 
I want you to raise your hands right now. Just say, Lord, give me a new strategy. Come on, just start to pray. Receive that. You've been trying to.